you have to chug it. Oh, it's I Arizona. Think. It's hot, man. Right? Right? But at 4.2, you could do that a few times. That's, That's right. Right? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, you totally could. Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, A Beer with Atlas is the only healthcare traveling, craft beer drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. I'm Dolan. Going to Arizona again this this week. We've been there a few times. Nice. I didn't I didn't check the spreadsheet to see exactly mm. how many Arizona beers that we've done, but we've done a handful. Oh yeah. Couple? Yeah. I, I, I couldn't tell you one, so Well, there was there was one we were supposed to do, but I think Steve Seitner got to the fridge. Oh, mm. and he, he got in the beer fridge and drank it. That's yeah. right. He's like a bear rummaging through the trash can. <laughs> Look what he, I found. He's hairy like a bear, that's yeah. for sure. So from 1912 Brewery, we have a beer called Toma Way. Yeah, Toma Way. Toma Way. I don't. I, I, I assume I'm saying Toma that. Way. Toma yeah. Way. It is a, what's it, what's it say down below there? It's a yeah. Goza. What's it say, Dolan? Toma it is way. a tropical and citrus Goza. Hmm. Quick refresh on Goza, you think? We should... Uh, did, yeah. you do, did you do that? I didn't do that, but we can do it off the top of our heads. Sour with salt and coriander, right? Yes, usually, or some sort of fruit. Um, usually sour, always usually some fruit. Or uh, we've had barrel-aged ones before, mm-hmm. usually low ABV. Usually. Uh, like under 5. This one is 4.2. Um, hardly any IBUs, so no bitterness. This no. is 9. Um, nine, that's nine not IBUs. A, that's not even a thing. No, they just put it next to another thing that had hops in it. Mm-hmm. Um, this one allegedly is tropical fruit with red apple, which I don't see. You don't see a lot of red apple in no. beer. Usually, that's you know a cider situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I did sneak a little bit on their website because I was trying to figure out just a little bit about what they are because mm-hmm. I'd never heard of this place. And you could buy a forty of this, forty ounces. <laughs> For fourteen dollars for this one specifically. Okay. They they must like this style because currently they have five gozes on tap. Wow. And then they had another one that was a collaboration one that was called the Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> and it had this fruit I've never heard of. Guanabana. No. Guanabana. I've heard of it, but I've go. never had it. Me neither. And what? it also has pineapple and dragon fruit. Well, I would assume that's a citrus of some sort, yeah, right? But that's that's their collab one. Hmm. Then they also had um, mead. Mm. So you could get six, Yum. they had six meads there. Um, mm. some of them were on tap. You could buy bottles to go on some of them, uh, 750 milliliter bottles. Uh, I wrote down one that sounded interesting. It was called peanut butter jelly crime. Whoa. Yeah. Peanut butter jelly time. There you go. Oh, um, that's what it is. So mm-hmm. Guanabana, I've had it, I've actually had it in a juice. There's those, um, they call them Humaxes. Humex, you've probably seen them in the grocery store. Oh, like they the, come his, in, the Hispanic. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They come in the little blue can. Well, I don't think they're blue anymore. But Humex, J U M E X. Uh, a guanabana is just a sour sop. Sour sop. Sour sop. Mm, this like, is what it looks like. Could be our nicknames. A could spiky be spiky pear, not a prickly pear. That's oh. kind of what it looks like. Hmm. Weird. I don't know. It's interesting. 
It looks like a coconut and a jalapeno mixed together. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So this brewery is uh, closed Monday, as any good brewery should be. That's right. Uh, open Tuesday through Thursday, 3 to 8, Friday 2 to 9, Saturday noon to 9, Sunday noon to 6. Founded by Alan Conger. After his, this is an awesome story, after his first home brew exploded in their garage. Yeah. So he was making a porter. Oh. And it exploded in their garage. When was this founded? Uh, let's see. It's a, it didn't say. I didn't. I couldn't find that. There wasn't a ton of information. I found that buried in an article about like with some you know mm. newspaper that he did or whatever. Okay. Like, why'd you start a brewery? He's like, well, my wife kicked me out of the garage because I, my first beer blew up. So, and that was a confidence builder that I should open my own I should, place. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. Oh uh, man, he's a Tucson native and a Marine veteran who traveled all over the country. Had tons of different food. And uh, and beers and and whatever else and so when he came back home, uh, he wanted to make make beers like he like like he had tried in different places that were different and weird with the different fruits and yeah that type of thing. So well, just with the tiny sip of this, hmm? yeah, he he hits it out of the park on that one. I think you're this is traditional goza as traditional gozas go. Yeah, and I like it. It's good. Mm. Yeah, it's mm. good. So nineteen twelve. You know where that came from? Anyone? Guesses? 1912. I was going to guess that uh, I would say the same reason we have that here in Benson. The 1912. What is that? I don't even It's know. like a bar. It's a and... bar. Mm. Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's mm. pretty cool. They have like a upstairs patio. Mm-hmm. And you can drink beer outside and when it's nice and you can look down. Does the, the guy that scenario. own the 1912 here, is he an Arizona native? I don't know. He could be. Because that would explain things. That was the year that Arizona was admitted to the union. Statehood. Yep, That's, that mm. was going to be my guess. Yep. Very proud of his state. This Alan Conger guy is very proud of his state. I almost would guess the 1912 is maybe when the building was built that the place is in now, because oh. that's an old part of town. Yep. Like it was its own, you know, its own city at one point. So that would be my guess, but I don't know. I looked up what Toma means. Okay. This, was, this is the description on their website of this beer. It says, Toma way, exclamation point. Take that, dude, exclamation point. Hmm. Okay. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Our newest and leanest goza we've made to date. Notes of stone, citrus, and tropical fruits that mingle with hints of red apple. Flaked sea salt, coriander, and citrus tartness round out this crushable beer. Crushable. Crushable. Yeah. They're right. It's totally right. Four point two on this. This is this is delicious. It's one of those beers where you just kind of let it sit on your tongue because mm. you get all sorts of different effects. The bubbles and you get the fl- the fruit and sourness and the tart, the salt. There's a lot going on in this. I think my favorite part is the sourness. The sourness is on point in this beer. Mm-hmm. Like as as a guy who will always always gravitate towards the goza first. Yeah, that's this is it, man. This is. I yeah. like gozas to be cold. Like, they got to be cold. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I, I don't know that this would be one that you'd want to warm up at all, but I don't think good. at 4.2, you're not going to let this warm up. I would think, like, let's say you're sitting at this brewery or the tap room, wherever mm-hmm. they were at, restaurant that had this there. Yep. You'd have to chug it. Oh, it's I It's Arizona. Think. It's hot, man. Right? Right? 
right, 4.2, you could do that a few times. That's, That's right. Right? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, you totally could. So how does this, what else does this guy like about Arizona? What's, what's this thing? That's his thing. So, I mean, that's, he's just super proud of where he's from and what he, you know, in his state and, and, uh, his military service. Like he talks, there was a, a number of articles that talked about that too, of, you know, his, his service in the, in the Marines and like how that, that discipline and stuff came back to brewing beer. Like it was very easy. He's still the head brewer there too. Hmm. So Toma. Toma. I don't understand why it's called this. It'd be interesting to know like the, like, the story behind it. I almost it. wonder if um, I thought it was like a street name the way it was named the beer, but maybe not. The the literal translation from Spanish is to take or taking. Mm-hmm. So taking it's way like, or to take way. It's like take, take that. It's like take that. There was take also that dude. Isn't that what he said? I dug a little deeper. Okay. And I found another uh, definition. Toma is a, and I'm sure I'm not pronouncing this right, is a Spanish verb variously meaning to take in latin american slang toma means to have a drink get what one deserves or to take someone sexually Ooh. well this is pretty salty mm. <laughs> <laughs> beer pun so i guess if you're going latin american slang toma means to drink so this is the way to this is the way to drink i like it I'm down. Yum. Yeah, I like that idea too. I, I'm sad there's only one of them. Their can art was cool on the website. Oh. I, I didn't look at too much because I, well, I like to stay away from what you're doing, but I always like to I check first thing. Do they have merchandise? They did not. Oh. Uh, but the other place did that we did last week. I forgot to mention that. Oh, South Beach. Yeah, they had. We were talking about tap oh. handles in that episode. They had yes. amazing tap handles. Oh my God. I've never seen anything like it. Really? They were like sculptures. There was like a sailboat was wow. one of them. And then another one was that bird on the can. Yep. Like these are, it wasn't just a piece of metal or wood. You know what I mean? It's a lot of places I'm do sure, this. I'm sure bartenders love that. that there's just this giant honking oh, yeah. piece of art hanging yep. off of there. And you know, you've got the other little tap, little Bud Light tap handle <laughs> and then, or whatever. And then you've got this, you've got a boat. Yep. That's, that makes it easy to find it, I guess. Yeah. Um, you ever been to Tucson? Isn't there some spring training down there? I've never been, no. I've flown through one time. Hmm, I've never been either. Dolan? Nope. nope. I don't think I've really been to Arizona much. I, I drove through Phoenix once, mm. and that's it. Yep. So today, since I didn't know anything about it, I did a little research on the city itself, Tucson. Okay. Um, it's the 33 lar- 33rd largest city in the United States, which I was surprised at. Okay. That seems, I don't know. I would have guessed larger. Is that, is that area? Is that I think it's pop- population? like population-ish, yeah. Or population density? These are 2014 stats, so it's all changed oh, with the okay. most recent census, of course. But hmm. this area... Um, specifically where the city is, uh, was first visited, they say, around 12,000 years ago. Native Americans were in in the area. Um, And then kind of inhabited that area forever uh, until the first European folks showed up, and that was Spanish missionaries in 1692. Um, And then that's brought in that area. So it's always been like um, a, I don't think depot is the right word, but like a spot 
in the middle of nothing. It's like there was always something, a fort or whatever. Outpost. Yes. Okay. So there's always something there. Um, there's some water around the area, so that's why um, tribes would be in that area. They could um, get, you know, food and sure. animals and stuff like that from that. Right. So it was just kind of a good spot to be, uh, and it's just been inhabited ever since. So um, a lot longer than, let's say, here here yeah. in Nebraska in the plains mm-hmm. where we're at. So no settlements really at, at that point. Um, the other thing, I wrote down a couple of things that happened in Tucson. Because I was like, what do you do in Tucson? What's something right. weird? Um, obviously, this kind of makes sense. They have one of the largest in the world gym and mineral shows. Oh. So you can go buy some cool rocks, mm-hmm. I guess, or get one of those. Uh, you probably remember these as a kid in the eighties, the rock spinner. Yeah. Every kid mm-hmm. wanted one. It was in the Sears catalog and boy, they the, were... the problem with those though, is it just, it's cool, but mm-hmm. it took forever. Oh yeah. You'd roll your one rock for like four days yeah. and then you're like, cool, look, a shiny rock. And okay, then it would, it would just what? make so much noise. Mm-hmm. And it would make so much noise. And then eventually your dad would be like, turn that off. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, that was the last time you used it. Yep, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they have a festival of books. So it's almost like oh, a, it's almost like a festival for like a concert. So it's like a whole weekend. Yeah. It's all about books. Oh. They have like famous authors come and talk and give speeches and um, I wrote down R.L. Stein. He was one of the keynote speakers one time. Interesting. And then Mitch Album, you know him. Mm-mm. So he was a normally a sports writer. Mm-hmm. He was on like ESPN on Sundays. They had like the sports writer round table or whatever. Mm. But he also wrote books like, oh God, what's his name? It's like Goose Saturdays Oops. with Murray or something like that. Oh. Made into a movie. He he writes like serious books that have some sports lean to them. Oh. So he does fiction too, but he's like a really good writer. Hmm. I think he did like some story about a dog, Marley and Me or something. I don't know. Whatever. We'll check yeah. that in the facts. That'll that'll make you cry right there. That's a, that's a sad that's, one. That's a sad one. Yeah. But yeah. the the one he got famous for was about a guy that he was visiting or in the story and had cancer, which I think was based on a real story, real life story or hmm. something. But that's what he writes, and he, a lot of his books are are sellers. So oh. he's a, a big name or a big get for them. And then I found something that sounded kind of cool, and it also sounded like something that would have been in Scooby Doo. It's hmm. called the Trail Dust Town, and it's like an outdoor mall and restaurant area. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a district. Okay, but it's meant to look like the old west oh so there's all these rumors that was like an old movie set like oh they shot a movie here in the 50s and they left it and then they somebody bought it and made it into this like walkable outdoor mall and shopping district has a like an arcade and a carousel like a old famous carousel like a classic one from like the 30s maybe that does sound like a scooby-doo episode yeah right yeah um but then i did some more reading into it and they're like well we couldn't really prove that it was ever a movie set maybe they just made it to look like it was a movie set you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh but it's been around for a long time and it's if you're in tucson that's like an area if you wanted to go shopping or whatever then sure. you might might check that out huh. um i wrote down because it's kind of i don't know it looked like it was kind of in the middle of nowhere as far as other cities around it okay um but it also has appeared in a lot of like movies and stuff because of the old west feel right so some of these movies were filmed in Tucson, in and around the actual city. Revenge of the Nerds, which you and I have seen. Absolutely. Can't Buy Me Love. We talked about that mm-hmm. with Gerardo when yes. he was in that movie. Mm-hmm. Major League. 
Parts of that were shot in Tucson. In Tucson, like spring training or something. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Uh huh. Tombstone, the movie. Yeah, yeah. And then Tin Cup. Oh yes. So that's a Tucson thing. Oh. And then there was a show. Maybe you might have been a little old for it, but it was on Nickelodeon in the '80s. It was called Hey Dude, and it was about Ooh. kids that went to this like summer camp, and it was at Old West Camp. Oh. And uh, Ben Stiller's wife was in it. That was the first time I ever saw her. Oh. So she was a kid actress in that, and there was a. a a hefty kid on the show, and his nickname was Donkey Lips. <laughs> what? Yeah, that was fun. He was good. He was fun. Why was his name Donkey Lips? I don't know. That's just what it was. Damn. So, yeah. That hey, kid grew dude. Up, he grew up with a complex, I bet. Yeah, I think so. Wow. And then uh, Sons of Anarchy. I'm a familiar. Never watched it. Mayans but... MC, Motorcycle mm-hmm. Club. Mm-hmm. So that's more recent stuff. Oh. But those are all shot in that area, because the guy that wrote the story, I think, is from that from that town. And then here's some famous folks. So I just wrote down a few names. If you have anything, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. shout it out. Number one, I wrote down John Denver. Okay. Really? Yeah. He's, he's from Tucson? Yep. He's not mm. from Colorado? No. He's not from <laughs> West Mountain Virginia? High? Yeah, no. None of those country what? road places. He's in the dusty road, the trail. I feel lied to. I feel really, really lied to. I do too. Okay. Uh, Linda Ronstadt. Oh, nice. Yeah. Great. Great singer, mm-hmm. interpreter of songs. Yep. Um, had a hit uh, with her band, The Stone Ponies, in like 68, 69, and she kind of went solo. Mm. Uh, her backing band for like her first tour was what became The Eagles. Mm. Um, that's, then, that's not a true story. Yeah, it is. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. She was friends with like Jackson Brown, and Jackson Brown was living in a place, and I think it was Glenn Fry was living above him, and... Uh, so they would always know when each other was working on songs because they could hear it. Yeah. And then she she was working with Jackson on some stuff, and they needed some more musicians. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, I, I got a band. We'll do it for you. So they toured. And what? There's a documentary out. I haven't seen it yet, but there's footage of those guys before they're the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, you know, playing songs with her. But a lot of her hits were covers, but she, like, reinterpreted songs. She's really cool because she um, sang these, you know, like – she has a cool version of a Rolling Stone song, Tumbling Dice. She has a bunch of old soul songs. Mm-hmm. She was pretty popular in the 70s. And in the 80s, she was like, you know what I want to do? Uh, I want to sing in Spanish. And that's what she did. Oh. She's got some Spanish heritage, uh, Latin, and uh, she did like a whole bunch of albums in Spanish only. Hmm. And then she said, you know what I want to do? I want to be a super group with Emmylou Harris and Dolly Parton. And they called it the Trio. Oh. So they had two albums on that, toured. Uh, now she has, I think, Alzheimer's or something. She doesn't mm-hmm. sing anymore. She just kind of stays up in her house in the California hills, yep. and, and that's it. But she was a huge force of music in the late 70s. This has nothing to do with nothing here, and mm-hmm. it was Arizona or anything like that. But you mentioned singers learning in Spanish, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, my wife is a huge 80s music fan. Yeah. Loves 80s music. Rick Springfield is probably her favorite. Oh, wow. Uh, and so Rick Springfield has this uh, thing called Working Class DJ, on 80s on 8 on XM radio. Okay. And it's like 45 minutes. They do one every week and he has a different theme and he plays different songs like that have that theme mm-hmm. to it or whatever. And for Cinco de Mayo, he played very uh, very uh, Hispanic influence songs. 
So songs that have a very deep Hispanic influence. Mm-hmm. And one of them was, I thought it was kind of funny, they played Cheech and Chong's, or uh, Cheech <laughs> Marin's uh, Born in East L.A. Born in East L.A. Which is hilarious. I yeah. thought that was fun. I remember that video on MTV. Yes. Uh, climbing out of the manhole or whatever. And then at the end, he said, I, I, I can only imagine, like, how much money do you have to have? And just to decide, like, like she did. I'm going to, I just want to learn Spanish. I'm going to sing some songs in Spanish mm-hmm. or whatever. He learned Spanish. And then sang Jesse's Girl in Spanish, mm-hmm. and it sounds fantastic. Like he he went through just weeks and weeks worth mm. of learning Spanish language to make sure he pronounced the words right. Yeah, and and then he sang, he recorded it and then released it in Mexico, and just recently. Oh wow! And cool. it's done really well. And mm. the only English words are Jesse's Girl. That's it. Here's here's a guitar guy named Dwayne Eddy. So he's like a 50s guitar okay. dude. So he would have been around the same time that Dick Dale was starting out. Yeah. Different styles, but mm. that same sort of like instrumental guitar yep. stuff. Yep. Um, actress Barbara Eden. Yeah. Really? I Dream of Jeannie. Yep. Yeah, she's from there. Interesting. Um, Gary Shandling. Really? Yeah, R.I.P., oh. but yeah, he's, mm. he's from there. Um, here's one you'll remember. Okay. Dolan, probably not. Right. Brooke Burke. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. You said yes quickly. Definitely. She was like a uh, swimsuit model yeah. and was on probably Sports Illustrated. And oh, okay. She had her own TV show. and Yeah, what was she on? I wanted... She had a show on like E, I think, like in the late 90s or yeah. something. But she but, was famous. Yeah. And she, she was, was on she bit parts on another show, and I can't, I can't yeah. place it. But yes, definitely. Um, then there is the baseball connection. Okay. Current baseball player Alex Verdugo, uh-huh. he he's uh, from there. Uh, former Omaha Storm chaser. There you go. There. And I, did he get called up with the Royals? I ever? don't. I don't know if he ever made it up with the Royals. Mm. Tom Pagnazzi. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. that name. I can I can see his baseball card. Yeah. And then JJ Hardy. Uh, yeah. Orioles. Shortstop. Yeah. Orioles. Also mm-hmm. with the Brewers for yep. a while. Mm-hmm. And then the owner of the Angels, Artie Marino. Oh, so yeah. I think he's like a billionaire or pretty close. Oh, he's been around forever. He's from there. Yep. And then um, we talked about earlier about those books and like the, how they had that festival. Um, there's an, an author from here that I read a bunch of her books. Uh, her name's Barbara Kingsolver. Hmm. So when I was in college, she had a couple of books that came out that were really good. Um, one was called The Bean Trees, and then the sequel was called Pigs in Heaven. Oh. And they were they were good, like current literature books that were kind of fun and uh, Stephen King really liked her. Not the same style at all, but oh. um, somebody that I think had even been to like maybe a thing where he taught prose and stuff. Sure. So they were connected. Interesting. So those are some of the folks that are from there. Huh. And now it's peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. Way It actually says goober on it. Goober. Sure does. If you don't know what goober is, you need to you need to push pause. Yeah. And just go to your local Walmart, mm-hmm. grocery store, whatever, and go to the aisle. Is it in the peanut butter aisle? I think so. I think it is. Go to the peanut butter aisle, and then look for the one that looks like uh, looks like grape and jelly combined. 
because that's goober. Wait, you mean peanut butter and jelly or, combined? I'm sorry. Yeah, grape and peanut butter combined, yes. Yeah. Because that's goober. Yeah. I, I've had it. Um, Look at you doing the trick. I'm trying. <laughs> it's working. I've had it. I, I, how do you feel about it, the pre-mixed stuff? I mean, it tastes uh, like peanut butter jelly. I, I think... I, I, I sure I'm naturally lazy, and so uh-huh. if I could get it all in one scoop for the for the bread, you will, huh? Sure, yeah. I like I like more peanut butter than jelly, though. So I kind of like the control of yeah putting a load of peanut butter on there and then just like you know fair amount of jelly. So why is this the bonus beer? It's a goza. Okay, that's pretty much it. Okay. I wanted to give it a, a fruited Goza versus what we had with this one. Versus just like a standard citrus Goza like mm-hmm. you would normally This have. is like heavily fruited. Obviously, the color is way different. Oh, this is a purple. This is deep purple red uh, plum-ish color. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Give us a rundown on this. It's from Boiler Brewing Company in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. This is a style that they do. I've not had this beer. I don't know that anybody's had this beer that I know of. I'm sure a couple of people I know, but maybe. Um, it smells like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich well, i'm hoping that's what it tastes like i mean smell it dolan this is oh wow yep isn't it i mean it's, it is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich smell peanut it. butter jelly yep but also when i saw that that place where this came from had a mead peanut butter and jelly mead i was like oh this is what we're doing my goodness that's peanut butter and jelly in a drink i mean it smells peanut buttery there's almost a bread come it tastes like it. um uncrustable yes mm. <laughs> Well, so they did their job, huh? Yeah. So this is fun, like, because this is a Goza, that's a Goza. Couldn't be more different. Ooh, that is just like that, yeah. Right? It almost tastes like white bread. Yeah. Weird. It's uncrustable. <laughs> that is weird. So the first one was very, it was very citrus, very sour. You could definitely taste mm-hmm. the salt. Like you said, there was a lot of complex, just yeah. in the background happening. This is a Goza, yeah. but just punch you in By the name. mouth with flavor. Yeah. Wow. Like I, I liked on the can, they said that was their cleanest or whatever mm-hmm. version. And that this is muddy. <laughs> this you is, know what I mean? Yes. And it's, they're so different. Not in but a bad way. Same. No, Not in a bad just way. so different. And this is 7 ABV mm-hmm. I see on here. So a little stronger. Mm. Mm. That's, but it's, if you know you like a style, mm-hmm. then you would explore that style. Sure. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't maybe order this otherwise. Right? Yeah. I don't. But then if you know you like Gozas, I mean, why not? Yeah, I wouldn't want a whole lot of this, but mm. it tastes pretty I'm gonna good. Want, I really want a peanut butter and jelly right now. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to want slightly more than what I have. Well, you can but, definitely have more. You know, that's... That's that's just, how we always are, right? Right. Mm. But seek those out as you go and, and you go to different breweries and stuff. They always... You're, you're going to find either there's traditional breweries that have just like traditional lagers and pilsners mm-hmm. and stouts and that type of thing. Yeah. But generally, these guys are going to want to take a chance on something. Well, like this brewery, the 1912, I mean, you could do a whole flight of their Gozas. The Gozas. You, know, you get five different ones or six different oh. ones, you know? That would be heaven. That would That'd just be, be heaven. It'd be kind of cool to see the differences in, mm. in the style, but how different they can all be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Absolutely. Wow. Mm. Man, that's good. Uh, you know, there's a way you can make this with... With that peanut butter whiskey, mm. uh, screwball, screwball, yeah, yeah. screwball, and uh, cranberry juice. Taste get you some peanut butter and jelly. Very similar to really? this, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Minus, you know, the beer and the. 
somewhat higher ABV, I'm guessing, on that oh, than, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. than what we got here. Well, if you want to even get higher than that, you could get some screwball, and you could get a bottle of, like, berry mead, and you could uh-huh. do that, and then you could go to town. Wow. Yeah, you definitely could. Or you could get the berry-flavored, like, Smirnoff vodka, mm-hmm. and at that point, then, you're just, yeah. your night's you. over. How do you get messed up on a peanut butter and jelly? Yeah. Mm. There you go. That's a whole episode right there, quite honestly. <laughs> you probably want to pre-make a peanut butter and jelly just so you have it ready, too. To oh, eat, yeah. To compare. Soak it up. An are uncrustable you a, would be perfect with this. Are right? you a crust-on sandwich? Like peanut butter yeah. sandwich guy? Well, you know, I will... Don't get me wrong. If, I, if there's uncrustables, I will go to that first. Wow. But it's just because I don't have to make it. Right. So that's a rich mm. tip yeah. right there. Absolutely. Yeah. Lazy man tip but right there. Boom. <laughs> right here. If I'm making my peanut butter and jelly, like we get the, the oat nut bread. Mm. It's my Healthy. favorite favorite bread. I don't know. Wow. It's so good. Uh, and then, like I said earlier, I I just load ton of peanut butter, little bit of jelly. How about you guys? What's your peanut butter? Everybody's got a trick. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I have a trick. I, I think I'm equal parts peanut butter and jelly, though. Got to be equal parts. Okay. Here's here's my trick. Okay. This is trademarked, I think, by me. Okay. But if not, <laughs> all right. you take two pieces of bread and you get your jelly on mm-hmm. the, on both pieces. You jelly oh. first. Jelly on both sides. Weird. Okay. Okay. And you get your third piece mm-hmm. and you peanut butter on one side. You slap it on there and then you peanut butter on it again. Mm-hmm. And then you take your other jelly and you have a Big Mac. That's a Big Mac peanut butter peanut and jelly. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. What? And... Phenomenal, because it's two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in one. That's a game changer. But you only have three pieces of bread. Oh. Yeah. And every bite is full of peanut butter and jelly. I would say that is trademarked. Yeah. Yeah. It goes, it's amazing. I, I, I learned that myself. Same jelly on both sides? I mean, you could do whatever you want. You could get crazy and go oh. grape and strawberry or yeah. apricot and boysenberry, whatever you want to do. Yeah. But the key is the peanut butter on the middle piece, both sides. Hmm. You have to be kind of careful once you slap it down because you don't want to tear it because it's touched to the bottom of the other right, sandwich. Right. So you got to be you got to be careful, especially if you're using the chunky. Mm. Mm. But if you're creamy, you can just do whatever you want on there. Right. And yeah. You just slap it in there, and oh man, so good. So I guess that's that's my two questions. Okay, mm-hmm. setting setting weird jellies aside, you know, you get your jalapeno whatever jellies, your peach jellies, sure, yeah. whatever. Um, are you grape or strawberry? Strawberry all day. Grape. Strawberry. Grape. Yeah. Definitely. Strawberry. I'm actually a jam guy. Okay. Which, yeah. Which is harder to spread because you got all the fruit in there. Mm-hmm. The fruit um, preserves. Yeah. So I'll, ta- then I'll our- take you one step further on that though. Marmalade. Are you a oh, marmalade yeah. guy? How British of you, first I, of all. I love me some marmalade. That's very Paddington. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah, you're talking about flavor. Right. Yeah. right. I mean, if, you, if you're going flavor, my mother-in-law makes a jalapeno peach or jalapeno yeah, yeah jalapeno peach she always has in her fridge every year mm. that's so good with peanut butter jelly I put that on some cream cheese with mm. some crackers that'd be good. so good yeah yeah, yeah. That, that'd be mm. good um crunchy or creamy creamy uh i mean i like crunchy better but i'm i'm like a gorilla with a butter knife like i can't <laughs> do it like if somebody else is making it for me that crunchy like my wife can spread it on the grate yeah for me it's just like I'm putting mortar in between bricks. And it does not look good. <laughs> what but are you, yes. Dolan? What are you? Ah, uh, creamy. Crunchy almost seems almost like not quite done to me. 
Like yeah. like it's like a texture breakup though. Yeah, it is. Like medium rare. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Right. I guess that's. Yeah. And I know some people prefer medium rare. I get it. I'm more uh, of a medium guy, but that's just me. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, you order medium and it comes out like in between medium mm. rare, right? You get you can get burned on medium or sometimes. Other way around, you you no say medium intended. rare and you get it medium. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's how it goes. You gotta know what you want. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. This is a great bonus beer, by the way. Yeah. Yes, it is. Just showing the contrast in Goza's is, is pretty awesome. I've had this in the fridge for a while. I was trying to save it for a good reason, and this came up in the research. So <laughs> Boiler has another one that um, I think it, it's in a, it's in a crowler like this. We got to drink it pretty soon. Mm. It was their um, chili and yes, chili, mm. chili and uh, uh, what is cinnamon roll? Stout, uh, uh, oh. sour? sour, chili and cinnamon roll sour. Was this their like April Fool's beer? No, it, it just came out. Uh, Aaron picked it up for me on the way back two oh weeks ago. Sour. Huh? I'll get I'll get it for you. After. We'll look weird. at it. Weird. We may have to record like bonus episode. Quite honestly, with this mm-hmm. because it looks weird. So wow. now I want chili. Well, and a peanut butter sandwich. And the, a peanut butter sandwich. The weather looks like it. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah it does. Okay, TripAdvisor, five out of five on 20 reviews for this place in Whoa. Arizona for 1912. Uh, here's the little clip. I thought this was fun. I had to go to page two on this one because there were a couple people that were critical of the wait staff during mm. COVID. And I think one of the dumbest things you can say it, online right yeah. now, or just out loud, is criticizing wait staff during COVID right now. Or like every place is hiring to hire, right? Right. Everybody, any restaurant you drive by is hiring. So right. you know that going in, man. Just have yeah. some patience. You're going to yeah. drink beer. Have some damn patience. Yeah, yeah. you know, I I didn't. They always have it. They all have the hiring sign outside. Right, mm-hmm. right. Uh, so here's the one I clipped out. A very a great craft brewery. A very casual but nice place offering a great variety of beers. Friendly staff and inviting ambiance. I like that they use ambiance, mm-hmm. and they spelled it correctly too because I could not. <laughs> Board games available for patrons to play while enjoying beer. A food selection is pretty minimal, but with enough to go drinking beer. So they had a minor, minor food selection. It almost looks like uh, the new place here in town, Monolithic, has a like finger food sort of, mm-hmm. you know, and then they have food trucks and stuff too. Yeah. Same for this place. So a, uh, but enough to go drinking beer. I mean, if there's anything to eat. That's a plus. I'll take it. Because you're not going there to eat. You're going there to drink a few beers. Multiple people mentioned like there's a chips and salsa option that is fantastic. Mm. You should order. That sounds Which, good. Okay. If I'm in Arizona, I'm looking for like salsa. Yeah. For sure. When I was in New Mexico on trip, on vacation, mm-hmm. I got to have the hatch chili for the first time. Mm. And oh man, did that that was a game changer. So now whenever they're in high V for like that one yep. week, yep. you've got to grab everything you can take it home there's a reason why they're so good yeah yeah mm. man um the burger kings in new mexico have hatch chili <laughs> yes. on the menu really like yeah. you can add i mean any burger you order you can Put add hatch, hatch chili. chili on it yeah mm-hmm. that's my way yeah mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually good job that's, yeah that's good work that's, yeah <laughs> all right untapped you're gonna be shocked by this one 91 check-ins for for that beer for tomo way there's like almost more <laughs> The Yelp reviews or whatever. I know. Okay. Um, it must be a newer beer, though. I, I guess. It sounded like it was the I don't know. current recent one. 
I still love that can art. I mean, that tells me we're in the Southwest. You don't have to tell me where that brewery's from. Oh, definitely. That's what we got. Your, your instantly top three choices would be, yeah, Arizona, New Mexico. Texas, maybe. Maybe. But I would go New Mexico or Arizona. Yep, definitely. Or maybe even Southwest Colorado. It's uh, kind of a Durango feel to four it. Four Corners area yeah. down around there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to say 3.72. I'm going to go 3.68. Remember last last week's? Uh, last week's? 3.86? That's what it is. Whoa. Again, 3.86. Wow. Yep. 3.86 on 91 check-ins for that beer is pretty dang good. Yeah. Not bad at all. Yeah, any, yeah, I, I, I drink more of those. And I went and looked, because you can see, like, okay, how many of these were checked in from a can? How many of these were checked in from... Oh, you can check that? You can look that, yeah. You oh. can go deeper into the... Huh. It doesn't give you a ton of information, but it'll show you kind of yeah. on the little graph. Uh, virtually all the check-ins have been through the uh, through a, through the draft. Through, through mm, the draft. Okay. They're in the tap room. So, the I don't know if they just started canning or what. The prices weren't that bad. Because that was where I figured out you could get it for a forty for whatever, but you could. They also doing growlers. Oh. A lot of places don't do those anymore. Like when mm-hmm. craft beer first started, that was a big thing. Yep, and it was sixty four ounces and usually about thirteen bucks, and now they're <laughs> you know twenty bucks probably. Yep, more some places. Yeah, depending on what you get, but yeah. most places don't even do them anymore. So I was uh, kind of surprised. Spoiler alert: Are we doing one of the Soul Craft beers that you brought back from Colorado, Dolan? Uh, no, we're doing, no, we're not. Okay. So Dolan brought back some beers from Colorado when he went just recently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Soulcraft is one that my brother has gravitated towards there in Colorado. And he just bought a, I guess you can call it a growler. It's 128 ounces. So it's a big. Yeah, I that's, saw. That's I, two growlers. It's a, it's a monster. Dang. And, it's, and if you buy the so thing. Is that two gallons? It's big. I I feel like you. That's like party status, right? Because wouldn't it go bad after a week or well, I two? Said, I told Mark that my brother. I'm like that looks like a challenge. Quite honestly, mm-hmm. let's yeah. let's. Uh, I saw it on their wall when I was there. They they had it on the wall. So you buy it, yeah. and the first pour is free. So it's oh. whatever you whatever you pay for the this monster yeah. jug. Is it glass? No, no. It's it's like stainless. a it's like stainless. It's like it looks like a big old thermos. Like the kind your dad used to carry. Yep, I carry yeah. one of those still. <laughs> yes, you do. Yep. Yes, you do. Yeah, they have they have one of those thermos looking ones too. Uh, th- not the 120, but the 64 yeah. growlers. It's got the lock on it and everything. It's yep. reusable and 128 yeah. ounces. So yeah. I think next time I go, we might. Uh, yeah, you better just drink that. We're gonna drink. That. I think you can do that. Yeah. One last thing about this uh, brewery. As I was going down through their. Uh, website and looking at the different beers they have available uh they have an ipa called addicted to the shindig oh from the red hot chili pepper song yeah yeah and i like that's it like if we want to do i'd I'd love to do a whole episode about the red hot chili peppers yeah and and that and so man if we could get that beer yeah we i actually wrote down we need this beer addicted to the shindig and it's an IPA, so why wouldn't we want this? Can't stop addicted to the shin. That's right. Right there. Hmm. There we go. So, all right, fellas, we're not going anywhere for a while. Let's have another beer. Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff, an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing.